0: bridge toll california customer service number
1: highway miles to the gallon ford focus thailand
0: cave rescue operation
2: what is schema f best wine bars in san carlos california
0: best western hotels how old is Ronaldo? what happened with big brother what's a good engagement how long gift? before a wedding should i send out how many save the, dates? Are in the first series use IMAP to check gmail on other email clients identify the fonts, fonts.
2: fonts from where to and find We were four years Brian in Habit Hi, welcome Hello SEOs, my name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible, and today we're discussing how to leverage Google's ever-evolving search engine result page changes. Joining me is Prashana Dungel, who is the co-founder managing partner at Grow by Data, which provides cross-channel marketing intelligence to agencies and brands, offering fresh ideas to win new business, creating new winning strategies, and reducing costs. Yesterday, Prashant and I discussed Google search changes impact on brand lead flow. And today we're continuing our conversation by discussing combining Google search changes and
0: competitive intelligence to boost sales. this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers, it's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs webmaster tools at ahrefs.com/awt. That's a h r e f s.com/awt. Okay, Here's my conversation with Prashana, the co founder,
2: managing partner at Grow by Data. Prashana, welcome back. Looking forward to diving in
1: today. Thank you so much, Jordan. I enjoyed the previous conversation and I look forward to this one. I hope this is helpful. You know, it's a very interesting topic for the times.
2: It really is. And I love the fact that we're talking about SERP changes. In our previous episode, I I led off that episode by talking about how SERP changes is the most frequent set of changes that happens in Google. I mean, hands down, this is what fluctuates all the time. And for our episode yesterday, it was really fun to look at not only how brand interplays with this, but how you work with paid search, how you think about your lead flow, your lead funnel. And, you know, I'd love for us to go really deep or maybe a little bit deeper here on sales and conversions in commerce and the commercial aspects of how SERP changes and competitive intelligence can help us do this. So just want to get your first take on where specifically e-commerce stores, I want to start with e-commerce because it's probably the biggest player here how they should be thinking about the evolving SERP landscape and, and where it's going and how Google is changing the way that SERP is is laid out for e-commerce uh, businesses.
1: Okay, uh, thank you. So for retailers like DSW, you know, it could be Macy's, Nordstrom, as well as pure brands like Nike, LLP, of so the world. I mean, like, Search is a critical channel. That's where we shoppers discover products. Uh, some some brands we've known for a while, but new products, new brands we discover through search. And what we've learned, we we as Grow by Data, we are collecting a massive amount of data. We are analyzing lots and lots of keywords across different geographies, different devices. So using like massive data set that we have collected from many, many sources. What we have noticed is Google SERP is highly volatile, specifically in retail. What used to be your classic text ads and blue links evolved into shopping ads on the top, coupled with text ads to your organic links. And you know we were tracking SERP over the last 18 to 24 months. And what we noticed you know, and this is over like a massive amount of data, and then lots and lots of retailers across many, you know, sizes and categories. We were noticing that popular products, for example, you know, was a rising sore feature. So you have dropping ads on the top, and then you know you have like local listings, text ads, you know, and your classic organic links. But then the visible popular products was in taking more and more real estate on SERP A and B, it was rising towards the top of the page. So that was a noticeable event for us. The second thing we noticed was people also asked was also a rising SERP and then it was rising to the top. And so as we looked at our clients, those were key changes we noticed. Recently, we have been or rather, you know, like we've seen refined filters, which is in fact the first component above shopping ads really pop up, you know, and so, and these are just some examples. Like I, I was noting yesterday on our episode about how buying guides and things like that are beginning to pop up on shopping, on like retailer sarp So to answer your question, I think the SARP is highly dynamic. Google's testing a lot, you know, we were, talking to a major brand earlier this year, and their problem was their clicks just dropped and they did not understand the why. And when they analyzed SORP, they realized that the SORP for their particular category had a lot more pictures above the fold and their brand was not as present as competition. And hence their clicks were changing. And so they began to create a strategy as to, gee, how do we make sure that we have content to appear on people also ask how do we have images that are indexed enough images that are done right how do we have videos and how do we always appear on the top you know and so a lot of these are like seo practitioners navigating this and then on the on the paid side as well you're spending a huge fortune on shopping ads how do you make sure that you're optimizing your google shopping feeds is to go merchant center. How do you make sure that you have the the reviews and rankings? How do you augment your feeds with additional labels? So you are really tuning the Google algorithm by adding additional. It's all of these things that I, I feel like as those that are operating retail you want and e-commerce you want to maximize.
2: Yeah. And as you think about like the data specifically to help make good decisions, let's talk a little bit about timing. Because for a lot of these e-commerce businesses and and just sales in general, this activity happens in Q4. And are there some really clear strategies to better manage expectations prior to Q4 and in the busy shopping season and
1: after that? A few. One is, you know, I think you want to analyze what are best practices that your peers in your or rather you want to understand what your peers did in previous seasons. So for example, like last year we noticed that promotions had started in October and then it kind of peaked, then it dropped towards the end of October and rose again, you know, going into Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And so the question was the why, right? Was there excess inventory and then brands and retailers were trying to get rid of it, or was it trying to trigger demand from early shoppers? Right. And so I think. Analyzing previous year's data, you know, and and activity of competitors allow you to have a thoughtful strategy. The second is, you know, I think you also want to understand pricing trends with uh, the economy, you know, and then tighter wallets. You want to understand how aggressive should you be on pricing? Should you maintain? Should you increase your price? Last year, we were seeing like prices go up, right? Is that what you want to do? or do you want to be making discounts? If yes, when, right? So I think the third could be what's the merchandising mix, right? What could be your product mix? Like, for example, in fashion, if you're Sephora, you might be like selling lipsticks with additional cosmetics, you know, and giving a bag, right? Whereas if you're in the shoe category, you might be selling socks and other things, right? So what does like the product mix look like? So Again, stepping back, I think going into the holidays, A, you know, understanding what tactics, you know, your peers used in the previous season, when sales started, what were best practices they used, how they use the Google properties effectively, and then B, I think it has to start even now, you know, like I think we are like in the end of May, going into June, just having this planning all of this so that, you know, come back to school and even Starting you know September October you have a head start and you are optimizing promotions you're optimizing your pricing you're offering the discounts at the right time you have the right imagery all of these things help you I think maximize what you can achieve from the holiday season and then you know after the holidays for that fact we have actually seen retailers there's you have this, this expectation that prices will drop but when do you offer price drops? Do you offer price drops, right? When do you forward that to your other channels, which might be discounts? All of these are, are tactics that we've seen retailers
0: use. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google, that's previsible p r e v i s i b l e dot i o yeah
2: i mean it's such an amazing dynamic environment nowadays right like the whole retail space is it's just multi dimensional and you have so many different directions that you have to go in and i want to ask this mighty question here which is which is a tricky one right where A lot of people feel like Google takes advantage of the SERP and the changes that happen in the SERP when it comes to the paid side, right? When I've heard murmurs of right before the end of a quarter and it's it's earnings call season, you know, Google might change the way that they leverage ads. Or in Q4, they know that people are willing to pay a premium to increase their conversions. So as you think about the dynamic nature that is Google and its ads experience, but also the needs of running a publicly traded company and meeting your expectations. How do you think about that in relation to SERP changes and retailers and, and how, how should business owners think about that that fact, that those facts around, around Google?
1: Yeah, that, that's a very interesting question, right? So, you know, you have a few elements that you're trying to balance. A, you're a publicly traded company. You're trying to maximize revenue and margins. And B, you're trying to make sure that your users are finding the most value. <laughs> and, and like C uh, is like, how do you make sure that consumers like you and I are feeling like we're getting a fair value out of this? And so to, to answer your question, I think what we have seen is it's not just Google. Actually, we have seen others that utilize the Google platform really change their ads or their performance aligned with their how their business is doing so you know it could be like walmart or it could be amazon for example we have seen their investments in google shopping ads for example really rise at certain times of the year and that's natural come holidays but then we've even seen it at q1 q2 sometimes which feels counterintuitive and uh, so why like last year we were really seeing amazon very strong in q2 And so the why was, was it because of financial performance? Was it excess inventory or other factors? So it's not just Google. I've actually, I'm saying like, I've seen this with others as well, but coming back, what Google has been doing is, you know, you're right. Like, you know, sometimes you might see five uh, shopping ad spots and sometimes you might see, see six, right? And going into the holiday seasons, your CPCs go up. And so. And that's you could argue it's natural because of higher demand, but and that's you know even if you have the same number of ads because of demand, you know that that's growing. But then, you know, Google's you know, actually testing additional spots there, and so is it. You, you can you can take it many ways, you know. So with with more spots, you could argue that sometimes CPC is spread across six spots versus higher CPCs on five spots. That might be the, the the way that it's managed but i do think it's it's tricky right so you know it's like how do you and then you know the other part of this is many times like we even see text ads really rise to the top so that's another interesting thing like you know your shopping ads have always been on the top mostly sometimes it's on the right but last year we were seeing shopping sorry text ads towards the bottom or not really have so many text ads whereas these days we're seeing them really rise to the top of the page and you know so the question is: Are we seeing too many ads on the page? So, and that could be, you know, and, and the balance is for us, for businesses, like having too much ads, could be detrimental because you know, does that reduce your your return on ad spend because you have too much competition? <laughs> you know, it's one way to look at this. And then for shoppers like you and I. If we are always being tried, if we are being asked to buy, and we are not many times we go to search, not just to buy, but to discover, right? You know, if you about the funnel, you know, you're like, you're trying to learn about something, you know, like I'll give you an example. Last year, like we were looking at buying a snowblower, right? So I mean, like when we were looking at buying a snowblower for like the Boston snow here, you want to learn about best snowblowers, you know, what works and what doesn't work. I don't want to always be like sold at that time, Right. Well, I think having that balance is important and I think the right question is, I think Google you know, has lots of properties and how do you make sure that you are spreading the paid part across properties so that you touch on ads at the right time, the right way versus continuing to push? Because if, if it becomes too much, I think we as shoppers might begin to go to other platforms, Right. You know, if our goal is to learn and really enjoy and not be sold all the time, I am going to go elsewhere. And so that's the fine line. And it'll be interesting to see how in the next few months, you know, as both Bing and Google make changes, how that comes into the picture. Because, I mean, that's a big competition out there. And if Google doesn't do a good job of making us happy, then we might be looking elsewhere as well. So I think, that's, I think all of these things are what Google's trying to balance. What do you think about that question, Jordan?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot that Google's trying to balance here. But at the end of the day, I am a big believer that Google is always going to try to make the most profit that it possibly can in each scenario, whether it's seasonality, whether it is needing to maintain a certain run rate as they close out a quarter and, and try to hit earnings. But the reality is, and I think this is where the trick comes into play, is that the the ad ecosystem is only so big. To your point, right? and I think you made a really good point on this, users could be in various states of intent or mind. And if they're in discovery or if they want to purchase, it's going to become very difficult for Google to infiltrate ads in places where consumers do not want it or need it or expect it. And so there is a balance there. With the end Google user that that they have to manage uh, execute that expectation. So before we close out this podcast, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about Grow By Data, what you guys offer, and then and then we'll go
1: ahead and wrap up this episode. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. So Grow By Data provides search intelligence and insights to uh, SEO and SEM managers at this time of big change in store with a lot of competition, with us consumers having lots of choices, we are helping marketers, source marketers with insights by our own data, by augmenting it with human insights, as well as augmenting it with other data sources to really help source marketers do more with less. That's what we like to say. We know that you guys are busy. We're all busy. You know, We don't want to be bombarded with another tool. I mean, like I was reading today that, you know, like source marketers have like 10 to 15 tools at their disposal. Oof. And <laughs> you are like being asked to do all, you're being asked to make decisions, the right decisions, with one tool saying this, another tool saying something else. And, you know, we've learned that, you know, you're spending a lot more time like piecing together the story versus really building the story and acting, really bringing about change. So what Grow by Data does it provides insights. So we're looking at Google holistically. We're looking at all these topics that you and Jordan, I was discussing with you. We're looking at sort changes. We're looking at industry landscape changes and really helping source marketers say, here's how I should really invest my time, right? Here are strategies that I should take. Here's categories that have opportunities. Here are geographies that have opportunities where if we put our investments, we will help our brands really do well. So that's our strategy. And we have been serving leading brands and agencies across verticals. And uh, we want to, again, our thesis is to help search marketers do more with less. <laughs> and we, we are not trying to be another tool company that just offers a tool and then becomes another one in their uh, Rolodex. I
2: love it. That wraps up this episode of the Voice Search Podcast. Thanks to Prashana, co-founder and managing partner at Grow By Data. If you'd like to get in touch with Prashana, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is PD277, or visit his company website at growbydata.com.
0: And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Hrefs A-H-R-E-F S. dot com slash A W T.